0: Welcome to Summer Bays, the unofficial Home and Away podcast brought to you by Clara Kavna. For each week, I do a deep dive into the week's events and discuss dilemmas our characters might find themselves in. Like, is minding your friend's baby without their permission really a kidnapping? Or is murdering a murderer really a crime? It's time to feel closer each day to Home and Away. This is a no-spoiler podcast, so we don't talk about predictions for the plot lines or we don't look ahead into what's coming up next week. When the episode finishes, press pause. Don't watch what's coming up because the twists and turns that are on their way to you are so much better. Not knowing what comes next in Home and Away is a total game changer. Not much Jasmine activity this week, unfortunately for me. Uh, she's still buzzing away in the chat rooms and the online parenting forums, pretending little baby Grace is her own. But another storyline I am that I am really enjoying, well, uh, loving to hate, is Ryder and his dad Evan Slider. So Ryder is just you know in a bit of a tizzy, convincing the entire bay to go to his dad's gig. Meanwhile, Evan has taken a bit of a turn. He's getting sicker and sicker. Rue catches him coughing a bit, and she's like, Are you okay? And honestly, the line that comes out of him, would you he's coughing loads and Rue asks him, Are you okay? And then the line that comes out of him, would you believe me if I said I swallowed a bug? What are you talking about? That is a line nearly as bad as Evan first comes into the bay and is like I'm your dad I want to know about you I'm a Virgo what? no oh swallowed a bug it's just such a bad line but now in fairness he is looking really sick he isn't looking great and he it's this big like will he, won't he perform. A lot of doubt is created because Mac is questioning, can he even sing, like no one's heard him play. Justin was hanging around and we all know Justin is a performer and a singer. So I and then he's not shown up to the sound check. So I really thought that Justin was gonna have to step in. So very relieved that he does show and doesn't do another no-show or another runner. Because, like, the weasel that he is. So I'm glad he does arrive amidst cheesy lines to Alf saying, this is the biggest gig of my life. I'm performing for my son. And well, the performance is good. Look, he's a good singer. Rue holding the camera was very good. So Ryder could really enjoy it, shed a little tear. But, oh, my God, the song La Luna, shine your light on him. Oh, please, I can't. I just can't take how cheesy this man is. It's just beyond and still sporting the like generic logo tee, distressed denim shirt and jeans and boots. Oh, it's just and the the chain. Oh, anyway, I'm glad Ryder started taking control of the storyline a bit more. He confesses that the assignment was a joke. Like, oh, I'm a liar, like father, like son. He's shown his teeth a little bit and I think it's maturing him greatly and then also kind of blurting out, I know you're sick. And I'm glad that... Evan said he's sorry and that finally Ryder knows and that Evan and it's all out of the bag. And I 100% agree with Martha, like when she says to Alf, I could throttle Evan. And it's like, yes, we can throttle him. Please, somebody. It's just the lying and trying to control the narrative and who knows what. I'm just glad that's all over. And then it looked like he had done a runner, but then was actually in the hospital, then telling Alf, oh, don't tell Ryder that I'm in hospital. It's just so many secrets and lies. It's like a web of lies. So then Ryder is starting to take the reins, move in with us. But of course, another runner. The runner that was building up the whole week. It comes and luckily Ryder catches him. But of course, here we are again. He's doing another runner. I'm glad Ryder caught him. But look, Evan is very much a, com- a person who's not comfortable with people looking after him then he moves in with the Stewarts, and Ryder is saying like we need to stop hiding you need to be honest and you're stop you have to be the one to stop making all the decisions which I think is great because I'm just so sick of this flaky ass dad he's terrible and I just think oh I'm overstaying my welcome oh I'll sleep on the couch you are dying man will you accept some care and I just, I'm just finding this like power balance struggle a really hard storyline to go along with, especially when he's just such a terrible character. I'm sorry, I hate him so much. Um, but I did really like the chat that Evan has with Martha, being like, what did you want? because after the tension that starts building between Ryder and Evan over his care I'm really glad of the heart to heart that Martha has with Evan being like what did you actually want and Martha says to him like if you leave again Ryder has to understand why because you're causing way more pain than necessary and like did you really think it'd be simple that you'd be like hey I'm your dad great to meet you glad you're employed and have a job and are a fully functioning human I've cleared my conscience bye and then he's like well, did you really think it'd be that simple and Evan's like yeah I did what did you really think that was going to happen it's so foolish so I think Martha's words of stepping up and be present really has now instigated a change I hope in Evan that you just we have to kind of go with the flow here so who knows how living with the Stewarts will go but it's hopefully headed in the right direction and we might just see some bit of a change and there's no more runners And briefly, what I want to talk about Bella's 18th birthday. So things are with Colby are still a bit weird, and she's just kind of doesn't really want to celebrate. She's just happy being normal, day on the beach, but like really not excited about it. And everyone's kind of like, great to see you, so happy. But the weird bit in it was, The Willow-Dean bracelet tobacco. So Willow's wearing a bracelet that Dean got for her on her 18th birthday. They're kind of rehashing the storyline of when Dean and Willow used to go out. And then Dean's like, Colby robbed the bracelet. And Willow's like, it's my favourite one. I've had it for ages. And then she just throws it back at him. That was just a bit random and a little bit unnecessary. A bit of a like non-story funny moment, I would think, maybe. And then moving on to what happened with John. So he's in hospital, he's obviously frustrated. He gets a great visit from Ben and they have a real heart to heart and realise what truly matters and not to take things for granted. I must say his voice acting is really good still. Um, It just sounds so much weaker. It's I don't know how someone can do that. But I just think it's great. But the difference between how he is with Maz, he's very frustrated and angry, and then somebody new comes in and he's there's a total gear change. So I find it, I know she's just trying to help, but she is a fusser. And I think he knows that she's a fusser, but the moment there that finished Friday's episode finished on, when Marilyn is really on top of him and he shouts the one minute of dignity, and that he's not a child and he starts crying. That gave me such a fright and uh, like and I found it hard watching it back again and you can really sense his frustration and sense his like desperation to be treated normally and his and his anger at his situation. and I feel bad for Maz, but at the same time, she's not really changing her tact. But I really felt for John in that moment. You got a sense of really where he's at and you could see it from his point of view. I don't agree with how he's talking to Maz sometimes and I know Marilyn is driving him nuts and you can sense his pain and that's what I really got from that and I found it really hard to watch. And a very shocking end to the week because it's very out of character, but he's clearly being pushed to his limits. And I feel bad for Marilyn. I feel bad for everyone. He's someone who is so, he's not used to being so debilitated and you can really see how, how frustrated he is with where he's at and what's happened to him. And I just, oh, that was powerful. And so, speaking of Ben, so quite the roller coaster of a week between himself and Maggie. It started, the week kicked off with a pretty big bang. We have a very upset Nick shouting in front of Maggie that they spent the night in the hotel together. Cue Maggie storming off and getting all kinds of ideas in her head. But Gemma has been great in this because they went back to being friends pretty quickly. I thought that they might just like, you know, be strangers for a while. But Gemma very much is kind of trying to encourage Ben to get back with Maggie being like, you're still wearing your ring, you ran after her. I lost the one who I love, but it's not too late for you guys. So that's very, hats off to you, Gemma. That's pretty good. storm storming off and asking Ben like, why didn't you try? This is a perfect excuse to back out of it, you don't want to fight. So I can kind of see Maggie's point because he's but you also have to let him get his own head around things. It's just Maggie's impatience. And then we have Ben trying a few times to talk to Maggie, but she's keeps pushing back, not wanting him in the farm, not wanting him anywhere, just being like, You're just trying to get back at me. And then, oh, the standoff between Gemma and Maggie. Gemma tries to do the upstanding thing and say sorry. Maggie hits her with are you just swooping in as quick as you could Uh, was the wedding ring more of a challenge like Maggie you're acting like such a teenager and bravo Gemma really stood your ground push back this isn't about me this is an issue that you have with Ben so bugger off hun and I thought that was great and Rue being like Maggie what are you doing it's just she can't really control what comes out of her mouth at the moment and which is understandable, but then this is even catapulted further when Maggie sees Gemma and Ben talking on the balcony and she comes with, up with this bright idea to be like, take whatever you want. I'm applying for a transfer. Oh, actually, no, I'm going to Italy. So it's just packing up the house, packing up Ben's stuff oh no, I'm in problem-solving mode, this feels really right, I'm getting the first plane tomorrow, your dad doesn't want me. And I just think, again, it's so reactive, it's so impulsive. I understand that this is a huge test, that the biggest test that Maggie and Ben have gone through as a couple, but she's acting like some kind of deranged 15-year-old who's, you know, whose crush doesn't want her anymore. So she's like, yeah, no, I'm just going to leave. She's trying to take her power back. And I'm just really, like, poor Ziggy. It, like, ugh. like trying to keep up with this is exhausting. It's just, Maggie, you're not thinking clearly. There's no talking to her. She's so stubborn. I, like, at this point, I'm like, good riddance. If you want to act that childishly, just go. Like, ugh, I don't know. It's just... Maybe everyone just needs a bit of time and space. Okay, maybe you better enjoy that in Italy. I used to really like Maggie, I really did. thought she was a great, you know, a great member of the community, the school principal, boss lady, doing her bit for the community, and the school children, you know, helping the strays. But at this point, I'm like, you're now acting like a student of Silver Bay? Like At this point, Bella is arguably more mature than her, and... Can you just have like a speck of self-control or a speck of, I don't know, calm? (laughs) Is that the right word? (laughs) And like speaking of calm, we have a very upset Nick in the Parada household. On top of him is the rejection from Bella quitting his what seemed to be a lovely job and now thinking that Ben and his mum are having a world run romance and he's of course going to feel overwhelmed and that's fair enough but the scene in Salt so you have a lovely elf being like okay strike one and two you can have your job back thanks but no thanks oh that's not how you treat or talk to Alf Stewart so he was later on very lucky to get his job back but he's just his own worst enemy and his outburst and salt creates more arguments with himself and Gemma telling her like oh you're on to the next fella like no 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 he's in like the equal an equal tiz similar to like Maggie's tiz and before we get to the break in Max purple jumpsuit I've never seen anything more disgusting in my life. Firstly, the hard shade of purple to wear. I believe that would be a lavender. The two buttons and then the slits in the front. Mac, you know, she's a bit of a clothes horse. She can wear anything. But she's really testing the limits there. That was a unique and special outfit that should be referenced back to. She looked like a lavender meadow. But then extremely gross. Like, why would you want to have the slits up beyond the thigh? How pointless. They'd be billowing in the wind. Very strange. I kind of, I'm looking forward to what kind of more weird outfits we can get out of Mac because the fashion is pretty, it kind of teeters on a line of acceptable and really not acceptable. Who is planning these things? Because remember when she first arrived into the bay, all she wore was white. Now she's mixing it up. Like, it's a lot of like linens. It's all summer clothes. But then... That purple one was oof it was a doozy absolute doozy but anyway we have the diner break in and all fingers are pointing towards Nick he when he's trying to do the runner he's wearing the black hoodie luckily Tane steps in and being like you can't disrespect your mum and you also can't run away don't make my mistakes and Nick is justified in feeling fearful that his family is going to be torn apart but why was he doing a runner on the night of the break-in? Did he Was he trying to get money to do his runner? I really, really hope he isn't the one responsible. I really hope he's not. Because he's such a nice guy and he, that's really stupid if he did do that. And I feel really bad. I, poor Leah. One more thing. And she seems really shaken but hopefully, ju- I think Justin's going to help her pull through it Uh, Yeah, I just felt really bad for her. Like, how much more can she take? And as Justin said, Wendy has just stopped trusting people. And she is fully justified. And her reaction was very raw, I must say. It was good. But I really hope it wasn't Nick. I really, really... But then who could it be? It can't just be some random. And, like, this isn't the first time the diner's been broken into, so where are the cameras? But anyway, Ari's now copping on, and he did grill Nick, and Nick doesn't seem to have done it and when Nick's all like we have to work together let's stop fighting so i don't maybe it wasn't him but it's just i don't know it seems like it was somebody but then i don't know who else it could have been i am appreciating a lot of we've had a lot of topless men this week it did actually kick off with a topless ben i think the show opener on monday was a topless ben and plenty of topless paradas and i'm really enjoying them tani is so juiced up it makes his head look super pee like but Look, I'm enjoying it all the same. Sorry, back to Nick, away from the top of his men. Gemma and Nick's heart to heart was gorgeous. Their cute little hug on the couch was really nice. So I'm happy there's been a resolution there. And I'm also happy that Ari and Tani are actually singing off the same hymn sheet, dare I say, working together to try help Nick. They're making Nick get his job back, which happily or which luckily happens But the one thing I didn't see coming was Gemma resisting the fingerprints. Excuse me, bit of mystery there. What's going on and why won't she do it? It just makes her look really guilty or that she's like running away from a previous crime, maybe. I don't know. Bit fishy. And then not taking the extra work at salt after Ryder asked for less time and Gemma's like, "Mm, can I go back to you? something seems like she's sitting on something there I know she's a lot going on with the work stuff there seems like there's more to that story than what she's given off so I'm interested to see where that's going so yeah it's a little bit of a mystery so that about wraps it up for me this week if you want to get in touch you can email me summerbayspodcast at gmail.com or you can get me on Instagram it is at cabana. if you like what you hear I would love if you could subscribe to the podcast if you could rate and or review it that would be sublime and thank you for taking the time if you have and don't forget about the no spoilers as listener Jen emailed me in to say with a show so predictable why ruin any more surprises coming your way couldn't agree more G'day and I'll talk to you next week.